Eye on Arabia, reporting, analysis, and the occasional surprise from author and Middle East specialist Joseph Browdy. Maybe you remember this dark moment in the history of the Middle East back in 2011. Preaching to the converted, Iran's President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad repeating his condemnation of Israel's right to exist to worshippers at Tehran University. He told the Quds Day rally that the Second World War Holocaust in which six million Jews died at the hands of Nazis was a predicated lie. هم بهانه تأسیس رژیم سهیونیستی یک دروغ pretext for the creation of the Zionist regime is a lie, and indeed corrupt, a lie based on an unacceptable and fantastical claim. It's well known in the U.S. today that Holocaust denial is common across the Arab and Muslim world. In some places where I've been, it's actually controversial to say that the Holocaust did happen. But if, like me, you're hoping to see a more tolerant Middle East, you'd naturally wonder whether there is a countercurrent of Arab Muslims who know the Holocaust is a fact of history and want to raise awareness about it. Well, let me introduce you to somebody. My name is El Medjibouja. I am 26 years old. Uh, I'm from Morocco. I studied in political science of the Middle East, and now I'm studying in Brandeis University in Boston conflict resolution and now I'm doing my internship here in the United Nations in the Department of Public Informations and I'm in the Committee of Holocaust Remembrance. I first met El Mahdi on a visit to Marrakesh where he was setting up a new chapter for his student group the Mimuna Club whose purpose is to celebrate Moroccan Jewish heritage. Paint a picture of how the Holocaust is understood in the Arab world and what you see as the problems that are faced by those who want to raise awareness about yeah. the Holocaust. In many Arab countries, the majority of populations see Holocaust as Jewish creation. There is denial of Holocaust. Why? Because they see it as Israel using this card for talking about Palestinians, right? And many people who wanted to start talking about Holocaust in the Arab world, they are said that they are Zionists. Mm -hmm. But many young people and other people want to remember the Holocaust because during the Holocaust where we see Jewish-Muslim friendship. Many Muslims decided to help their friends and their neighbors who are Jews. In which countries? In Turkey, where you have uh, uh, officials helping Jews to come to Turkey or in other Arab countries like Tunisia or Algeria and Morocco. For us, Morocco, we have our example is the King Mohammed V, who is the symbol of pluralism and unity of the country. This is a rare recording of the voice of Moroccan King Mohammed V about 65 years ago. That king would have been able to explain to Iranian President Ahmadinejad that the Holocaust was real because his own country fell under pro-Nazi Vichy occupation and he faced enormous pressure to turn over his Moroccan Jewish population to the Nazis for extermination. He decided to say no to the Nazi and Vichy government in Morocco. I'm not going to give my citizens Moroccans, they can be Jews or Muslims, but they are Moroccans before everything. And he refused. However, he was weak because we have colonization and didn't have all the power, but he resisted till the last moment, till when the Americans came to Morocco and helped rescuing Muslims and Jews from the Nazi rule by Vichy government. Now, uh, King Mohammed VI, his grandson, made an important speech about the Holocaust, right? He made a speech in Paris. 
it was the first leader in any Arab or Muslim country to recognize the Holocaust. And he say, me and my people, we recognize the Holocaust as a dark chapter for all human history. And we should teach it to mm -hmm. the next generations. Why? Because first of all, we are humans. Secondly, Islam teach us to recognize all and to defend all minorities. Third point is because during the Holocaust, his grandfather, Mohammed V, made a courageous act by defending Moroccan Jews. And not only Moroccan Jews, during the Second World War also, Ashkenazi Jews came to Morocco. And that's why he made this speech. But he was uh, criticized by others because they said, why a Muslim king, Arab king, will promote the education of Holocaust? The heritage of the royal family in Morocco is deeply interwoven with the culture of the country today, such that a young Muslim 20-something like Al-Mahdi Budra is fascinated by the history of kings present and past and thoroughly disposed to regard any one of them as a role model. I made some research, then I was fascinated by our king, Mohammed V. He invited the Jewish community during a ceremony and he seated them near to the Nazis. Hmm. I find this like very symbolic and very courageous, like he provoked them, hmm. like here is not Germany, it's Morocco and he, they cannot do what they have done in other countries, it will be different. By this story I get more interested to know about the Holocaust in Morocco and in the Arab countries, what happened during the Holocaust for those communities, why those communities survived, why few people were sent to dead camps. But unfortunately, even in Morocco, where the king has called on the population to acknowledge and remember the Holocaust, you'll still find the scourge of Holocaust denial even among elites. I was in a class and the professor said that Holocaust didn't exist. Then I say, no, I know that the Holocaust exists because our King Mohammed V was there and he saved Moroccan Jews. We started this discussion. After that, like, I bring him some books and I read some, like, Primo Levi, if this is a man, and it shows me another aspect of the dead camps, how in those conditions, how can we stay human? Mm -hmm. And I read Anne Frank, the diaries of Anne Frank. In Arabic you read these books? No, I read them in French. In French? Yeah because we don't have those books in Arabic and we don't have access to them. You can find more easily the Elder of Zion yes. than those books in, in Morocco or in any other Arab country. Mm -hmm. He's referring to the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, an anti-Semitic forgery from 19th century Russia claiming that Jews want to enslave the world. I find the Elder of Zion in like uh, La Forêt Internationale du Livre à Casamoca and I was shocked. But I didn't find the Holocaust uh, books in Morocco. It's in situations like this, a pro-Western Arab monarchy in which the struggle against Holocaust denial might actually be winnable, that outsiders can play an important role. So it seems, anyhow, judging from Al-Mahdi Budra's experience. I meet with a group of American students. I told them if they can help us uh, organize the first conference about Holocaust remembrance in the Arab world, then they accepted. And we organized the first conference about Holocaust. It was called Mohammed V, Righteous Among the Nations. Mm. And it was teaching both sides. It was teaching the Muslims about the Holocaust and to not dismiss this fact. And we bring some Holocaust survivors to mm. talk about it. But also to teach young Jews that also Muslims help some Jews during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And we should not dismiss also this fact. Because in bad moments, in terrible moments, we knew our friends. Muslims and Jews, they know each other in those moments. It was in the Inquisition, 
where Muslim and Jews were expelled. It was during the Crusades, where Muslims and Jews fight for de defending Jerusalem. And it was also during the Holocaust. I'm sharing this story with you today because too many Americans write off the Muslim world as a place where supporters of pluralism and tolerance can't find any friends. Take it from me. I've worked in nearly every Arab country and been a grad student at the University of Tehran. Wherever I go, there are people of faith with a strong desire to push back against extremism. Not all of them have had occasion to act on that desire, and maybe some of them could use some help. But the story of Al-Mahdi Budra suggests that given just a little encouragement and support, they can be sources of inspiration and agents of change. You've been listening to Eye on Arabia. If you'd like to learn more or get in touch, follow me on Twitter, at J-O-S-E-P-H-B-R-A-U-D-E, or browse www.josephbrowdy.com. On my homepage, you'll also find a link to my weekly podcast in Arabic, Risalat New York, as well as links to books, articles, and upcoming events. Music